Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Friday edition of the show. Very good. Yep, very Very good. good. Uh, Big weekend of the NFL ahead of us. We've got uh, two games of undefeated teams playing each other. There's going to be some some that fall off the ranks of the unbeaten this week. Kyle, welcome. How are we doing? To hell with that. We got winless teams playing each other, Joe. You, you know, you know, we co- we're coming at this thing from two different angles here lately. We are. We have very different emotions <laughs> and, and investments in this week. And and listen, all I'm gonna say is I hope Draft Dudes listeners took Eagles plus four last night. Uh, I was didn't I say Pat? I was wrong about that, huh? You were. Tr- trust me, only, my college football picks are good. My NFL picks are bad. NFL's more weird, though, you know? I don't know. I feel like I know know these teams better than I do these college teams. Maybe that's why. But it's, it's, it's I think it's the, the quote-unquote parody, right? Like, I know right now it feels like there's a big divide between the really good teams and the really bad teams in the NFL. But generally speaking, you can go week to week. Let's just take, for example, Titans and Falcons. Who you got this week? Falcons are at home. Right. They're at home. But would it surprise you at all? To no. see the Titans win. No, the because it's the NFL and everybody's good. Exactly. So that's what makes the NFL kind of like a weird I think there's I think there's more of an intangibles factor with NFL picks and bets versus college. Do you think that's a fair assessment? I think so. And I am also here to tell you that I'm way better at picking college games, at least against the spread, than yeah. Yeah. pro games. I'm not gonna I'm I'm staying away from NFL bets the rest of the year. I didn't put any cash in the game last night, but I'm telling you I was close, and I'm glad I didn't. Packers at home, Thursday night football, playing good defense. Eagles got to have it. They did, man. Hey. They, could you, they couldn't go to one and three. That'd be terrible. No. No. Not with the Cowboys looking the way mm. that they're looking, being three and zero. Oh. You don't want to get in this wild card race in the NFC, man. It's no, going to get real sloppy oh, because you got the Vikings, the Bears, maybe the Falcons if they can you know, kind of buckle down a little bit. Uh, the Seahawks, 49ers, like only two of these teams are going to make it right. in. Right, right, right. All right. So do you want to start with the uh, the undefeateds or the non or the defeateds? Let's do undefeateds. All right. So let's let's start high, yeah. rope as many people in as possible, and then we'll get to the nitty gritty. Patrick Mahomes playing in a dome for the second time in his career. That blows my mind, Kyle. He's going to Ford Field. Take it on the Lions. The Chiefs are favored by six and a half on the road in this game. This is an important game for like not only these teams, right, to continue their their hot streaks to start the season, but you know that this is going to give Belichick his blueprint on Kansas City, right? Have you thought about this angle? Be- of course. And I think it's so important from that perspective as well because, I mean, I think the Lions, the Chiefs will win this game. I really do. I think they'll, win- they'll probably cover that spread. I'm not putting any cash on the line. But for for the for Belichick to get tape on his defense going up against Mahomes is going to be a nice tip for him. And I'll give credit where credit's due. I was not high on the Lions coming into this year. 
and the Lions beat the Eagles. Yeah. The Lions choked away a dominating performance <laughs> against the Arizona Cardinals in week one. 18-point fourth quarter lead, 18 unanswered points yep. for the Arizona Cardinals with a rookie quarterback starting his first game. Shame on you. And then they beat the Chargers. Like, this team's looking pretty solid, Joe. Defensively, I know Trey Flowers had his best game of the, of the year last week against the Eagles. Uh, Coleman has come in there and played very well for Detroit. Uh, offensively, seems like they've struck a little bit of balance. I know Carryon Johnson hasn't gotten off to uh, the start that many thought perhaps he could have based on uh, his stretch of play before he got hurt last year during his rookie season. But they got plenty of pass catchers going around there. They got they got plenty of ways to spread the ball around. And uh, Detroit is looking like, at this point, a much better, much more balanced football team than I anticipated them to. We got another game of undefeateds here to talk about in just a second, but uh, maybe you're getting the itch to put a little cash down on these games. If you're going to do that, make sure that you go to mybookie.ag. There's nothing else like the NFL. There's nothing better than having some ga- some cash on the line to make these games even more exciting. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. They've got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget, where you're betting, just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. We heard some friends of ours this past week, they bet somewhere else. They don't even have the cash to do the payouts. I promise you, mybookie doesn't have that problem. Uh, We wouldn't be telling you to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with mybookie. If you like to bet a little, win a lot, try a parlay. All your picks come through, you multiply your winnings, and no matter how you bet this season, the NFL is the best time of year. Join now. MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use our promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Let's talk about another undefeated matchup right after this. Any ideas, Kyle? Any ideas on who this other undefeated matchup is? The New England Patriots versus the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, and I just want to let you know something right off the bat. My opinion of this game hasn't changed one bit. <laughs> you think the Patriots yeah. spank them? I don't think sp- – I mean, they'll probably – I think they'll win by two scores. Yeah. I was going to say they're going to win by ten points. Yeah, two scores. Because, I mean, the Bills are at home. New England's minus seven. That's really a ten-point spread, right, if they were on a neutral yeah. site. Yeah, I th- I, look, I'm as happy as anyone in the world about the Bills being 3-0. and I'm encouraged by the growth of Josh Allen. I love the defense under Sean McDermott. But I think – what I, I obviously, if you want to hear me talk a ton about this game, listen to the Lockdown Bills podcast. I did it for the last three days there. Wow. But mercifully. He, yeah. Listen, mercifully. If you want to hear, we, we get Dolphins <laughs> takes. There's a podcast I heard Finn at the window. You can check that out too. <laughs> it's only once a week, right, though. Slacker, do it daily. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Here's like the silver lining. I, I spent a lot of time talking about how you bridge the gap for Buffalo to New England, right? Because the Patriots are a better football team. They're battle tested, they're experienced, they're talented. There's cohesiveness. There's all the things that you could ever want, right, in a football team. So how does Buffalo close that gap? And I think what makes it challenging for that to happen, at least in this point in the season, is we've seen this Bills offense take a nap at certain points in all three of its of its first three games, right? Like they've they've just they've been really good for three quarters of the game, and then there's just this lull where they get behind the sticks with dead ball fouls and they uh, have some drop passes and. Uh, some some you know missed throws, those types of things. And I think what that comes down to, Kyle, is that this entire offense is new. 
Deion Dawkins, the only player that was a week one starter last year, that was a week one starter this year. It's completely new. And they missed a lot of time this offseason together, right? Mitch Morse was was not in for a long time. Mm-hmm. Quentin Spain missed time. They've been shuffling around this Cody Ford, Ty and Secchi thing at right tackle. Dawson Knox missed time with the hamstring. Tyler Eifert hasn't been in there. Goldbees, everybody's missed time, right? Shady McCoy's not part of the mix up until right right before the season. I think that's what's catching up to them when they go to take a sleep, you know, take a nap in these games. And you can't, you just, you got to play 60 minutes to beat the it. I just, yeah, you can't that's probably it. the biggest reason why I get nervous about the Bills you know, really having a chance to, to come away and steal a win here. Let me ask you something, yeah, Joe. Yeah. You familiar with ESPN's football power index? No, not, I mean, I've seen it, but I, I haven't taken the time. If I have to read a book to understand your number, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to know much about it. I, and I agree about like the mechanics and the details of yeah. it, but what they did this past week, and I want to carry this over to the bills and look at the bills and their forecast, you know, moving forward, regardless of what happens with the Patriots game. Right. Um, what they've done is they took every team's record after week three and they ran 10,000 simulations of the remaining schedule uh, to, to come up with projected draft order and likelihood of, you know, X barometer of draft pick or, or being a playoff team. Mm -hmm. And um, the Buffalo bills who are three, and zero currently sit, Twenty uh, first in the projected draft order, which would make them a playoff team. Oh, glory to God! Uh, their average draft position with a three and zero start was nineteen point nine, but that nineteen point nine puts them twenty first on the list. Okay. So uh, the Patriots are favored to win the Super Bowl. Uh, they their average draft position is twenty nine point six, which sounds about right. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you think about the Bills and their situation, their strengths and weaknesses as a team, I have some opinions on this, but I'd like to hear yours first. Uh, Looking and projecting the strengths of the team ahead, do you think this is a team that is built to win late football games? Late season football There's no question. I think absolutely. I think that's a lot of what – Brandon Bean had in mind when he assembled this football team. You know, we talk about cold weather and like Josh Allen being able to play in the elements. Well, he, he can, right? Like that's that's going to be important for them. They built a very physical offensive line that can run block. We've seen that. They got downhill runners and TJ Yeldon, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary gives them that, that more of a perimeter threat. And, um, you know, they play really good fundamentally sound defense. And so I do think that this is a team that's built to win late in the season. Um, yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that, Kyle. So I'm looking at their schedule right now the rest of the way. Yeah. Assuming they lose, whether we think it's fair or not, let's assume they lose both games to the Patriots. A very fair. Right? You know me. I'm never going to fight that. Uh, they also have Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday. Probably a game that's going to be a loss. Thanksgiving, yep. want to kill myself if over the Eagles, that. If the Eagles right their ship. Mm-hmm. Week eight game. That's probably a loss for for Buffalo because I think Philly's a more talented team. Yep. Do you disagree with you, that? You assessment? you found the four games the rest of the way that really make me nervous. Yep. But the Pittsburgh game's looking pretty promising right now. Right. The Denver Broncos game's looking pretty promising right now. Yep. You got to play the Dolphins twice. Yep. They look very promising. The Washington game, very promising. Yep. Cleveland's not off the rails the way they or Cleveland's off the rails in a way they didn't want to be at one and two. Right. And Joe, let's make that our next game. They have to play the Ravens this week. 
Yeah. So I'm looking at this schedule for the Bills right now. Right. And it's probably fallen on the upper end of of what I thought a realistic projection could be, and probably you as with a more optimistic viewpoint of the team, ten and six. Yeah, no, the schedule. I think that's a very realistic outcome oh, for the Bills. The, the, the schedule, the schedule is very favorable. I'm not going to deny that. And I mean, realistically, the Bills could just, I mean, basically take care of games that I think they'll be favored to win, and have those four games. And really, I mean, that still gives them two hiccups, and they're ten and six. That gets you to the playoffs. So. I think that in addition to what I think is good growth from this football team is a very favorable schedule and a couple of two or three of the games that we thought would be more challenging the rest of the way. Don't look that way right now, but you know, got to go play it, see what happens. Injuries all matter, right? The Texans were 0-3 to start the year last year. They wind up going on a big run. So anything can happen, but there's a lot of good things in Buffalo's corner for them to uh, make some noise. They go 3-1 and one through the first four games. Every Bills fan in the world should be happy about that. Yeah, because they have the Titans next week, right? Yeah, and then the bye and the Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're doing all right for you. Right. So let's talk about this Browns-Ravens game. Yeah. Uh, pretty exciting opportunity to see Mayfield versus Lamar. I know there's champions of both of these guys and naysayers of both of these guys. And, and Baker really seems like he's, uh, I don't say flatlining, I don't say plateaued. He's in a rut. I think it's probably the best way to put it. I think he's the, the protection around him for the offensive line of Cleveland is not very good. And he's continuing to look to make big plays. And I think he kind of just needs to get back to the basics of take the guys that are open, get the ball out of your hands. Is that, I don't know how much of the Browns you've been able to watch this year, but just in watching Cleveland through their first three weeks, that really feels it feels like they're pressing, and I feel yeah. like some of that's the expectations that have been put on this football team. It's the, it's definitely those things. Um, you know, Baker's got to take care of the football. I think he's he's missing high, which is weird. I didn't notice that through you know several years of watching Baker. So I do think that there's some pressure. I do think they're getting away from some of the stuff that made them successful as a scheme last year. And um, you know, at, at some point, we have to remember that offensive line play matters, and this team you know, really kind of mortgaged improving their offensive line to help their roster in other places. And we're seeing some of the uh, consequences of that right now. Had a pretty, I really enjoyed um, a quote from a quarterback. um, And I want to read it to you. And I want your reactions. This is a quote from uh, Josh Rosen. And he was asked this midweek. And it's about playing with pressure effectively. They, they, you know, they asked Josh Rosen, you know, it'd be great if you had a bunch of all pros playing in front of you, but you don't, you know, the offensive line situation is call spade a spade, probably not ideal. Uh, So is, is there any upside to that? And this is what Josh had to say. He said, I think a lot of the reason that Tom Brady and a lot of these great quarterbacks like Drew Brees uh, have been able to play for so long is because they can get the ball out quickly So they're not really taking that many hits and they understand defenses so well. So that can take some of the stress off the offensive line to get the ball in their playmakers' hands and let them make plays. I think in situations like this, him referring to what Miami's situation is offensively this year, where maybe you have to push your internal clock a little bit, I think that can be really good for my development up to this point in my career. I think it was a very mature comment, certainly from Rosen, because, you know, he's not going to sit there and bitch about his situation, but we are, right? And he, and we have right. we have some really good gripes about it. And Carter Donick in his debut piece for the draftnetwork.com uh, yesterday 
really did a good job of summarizing some of those things. So if you'd missed that, go to draftnetwork.com and read it. But, um, you know, I love that maturity from Josh and I like that mentality as well. And I do think that that says something for, you know, it's a good message about some of those great quarterbacks that they've been able to overcome that because of their mastery of the offense and confidence and understanding coverage rotation and where spacing is going to be. And, um, you know, it's, it, it really goes back to being able to identify some things pre-snap to put yourself in favorable situations once the ball's hiked. So I, I think those are good comments there by Josh from a lot of different levels. Now you take that and you wish and you think about the way Baker's playing in Cleveland because that, that was what prompted me to bring this. I wasn't trying to bring this into a Miami Dolphins conversation, but rather thinking about young quarterbacks and the struggles that we're seeing from Baker Mayfield right now. I don't necessarily know if the environment that he's in is conducive to him embracing that mentality. Do you? It's been my, I don't want to flex, man, but I, this is what's been made me nervous about this whole thing the entire time. And I, I feel better and better about my preseason takes as I continue to watch things unfold and just kind of see their attitude in, uh, you know, press conferences, both Baker and Freddie Hitchens. So (laughs) I, I just, they, they, they they missed the mark with head coach. They did, and um, I'm nervous about what how this you know if if the if the success doesn't come, like how how big does this hole get and how do they respond? I think it's I think it's a fair question right now. You throw the farm at Lincoln Riley if it doesn't work. <laughs> That's what you do. Right? Would there be a more fun spot for him to go than Cleveland? Oh Lord, y- yeah. No, it it that would be. I mean, that would be like the biggest coaching move in the NFL since Tampa traded for John Gruden, right? Like, yeah, that, yeah. that, that, that would be, there's nothing that even comes close to it. Let's talk about some more of these games here, Joe. I don't want to get too off, off script. Here. Oh, you know what? Let's say before we do, listen, let me tell you about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a service dedicated to bringing prescription treatments for vet, for men who don't like pills don't like to go to the doctor's office and want to have more confidence in bed. Listen up. I'm talking about BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, this just isn't for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay 5 bucks for shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We got some more games to talk about right after this. We back. Go Bengals, Kyle. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. But I, the game that's that's really bugging me right now. I want to get to that Steelers Bengals game because that's I'm going to have a hard rooting interest on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Jaguars Broncos. This is the game that's on your mind. It's a weird game. You've been. The, it's the, a really weird game. Denver's been in your head all year, man. Because they, this is <laughs> the exact opposite of how this was supposed to go. 
You literally pansied out on every personnel and coaching hire that you made to try and be a safe football team, and you can't do diddly poo. How does that happen? And the Jaguars, like Minshew Mania, is weird. jumping the shark as we speak. It's weird. It's crazy. Like the dude has a fun mustache and he <laughs> like plays a gunslinger style. And we've just fallen in love. Like there's 10 different websites that have t-shirts of a silhouette of Minshew's face and a mustache. Brand. And brother. you turn on ESPN. All they're talking about is Gardner Minshew. Imagine. Imagine spending what they spent to get Nick Foles in there to have the thunder stolen by a day three quarterback who played an air raid style <laughs> and he's fun. He has marginal he physical gifts. Marginal. Yes. Right. It doesn't make sense. And I think he's just kind of thriving in enjoying the moment. And there's something to be said for that. But we're acting like Gardner Minshew is like the next coming of Patrick Mahomes here. It's all about brand, brother. You know that. Um, I do know that. I appreciate that. But the 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 analysis of the situation here, I'm fascinated to see Minshew versus Broncos non-existent pass rush. Like, what's going to be the team that knocks Minshew Mania back to reality? Denver. Is it the Broncos? It's, Den- it's Denver. It's it's in in Denver, uh, Mile High Stadium. We've you know obviously the there's a lot of information out there about Denver at home in September and what that means. And this is a difficult game for a team like Jacksonville to go into that environment, which is very difficult, different than the climate they're used to. And um, guess what? Bradley Chubb and Von Miller aren't going to be shut out all year. And one thing that I, I remember back from my scouting report that I wrote on Minshew is that he invites a lot of his own chaos. He's been able to get away with some of that so far this year, but even if this team doesn't have Jalen Ramsey, or uh, excuse me, if, if they if they haven't had the production that they've had, they've expected out of Chubb and Miller, it's going to wake up this week, man. It, it is. And if he's invites chaos, he's going to get his head knocked off by Von Miller. I think that this is a big win for the Broncos. Well, the, I mean, the Jaguars have, I mean, we were talking about, it's all about brand. I think these offensive tackles for Jacksonville are about as brand for me as you can possibly get with Cam Robinson and Jawan Taylor. And they've played well to start the year. But I think you're going to, like you said, I think there's a, a little bit of baptism by fire here. That, you know, if if we're setting too deep in the pocket or if we start flushing the pocket early, these guys have the speed to hunch down. And I actually agree with you. I do think Broncos do end up winning this game. Um, I think the Broncos' defense has enough oomph in the secondary to really put the clamps on a, a modest group of pass catchers. Although DJ Chark has yeah. been a big breakout guy thus yeah. far this season. Yeah, he has. There's no question. All right. What what else we got? What's what's catching your eye? <sighs> this Giants-Redskins game is kind of playing Another games. Weird game. Yeah, it is, man. I So, like, you know, I, you see these comments from uh, about Dwayne Haskins and, like, his dad's you know, putting stuff out there about he's not being developed. Reportedly putting stuff out there. They yeah. haven't confirmed it from his dad, yeah. but that's like, I think was like angry vet scout two or something yeah. like that. Put that. that guy has a lot to say. Um, Daniel Jones, you know, his second game, I think the Redskins got a better defense in Tampa. Um, so no question. So I'm curious. I mean, he's back home, MetLife, right? This is his first game 
in front of his home stands, you know, with those guys are going to be fired up with their quarterback. And, you know, it's, um, they win this game. They get Goleman breakout game. Yeah. Well, Saquon would be nice, but they win this game. They get to two and two. Now, I mean, I'm not sure we change our expectations for the giants this year, but you know, I'd be fascinated to see how Daniel Jones meets this moment. And, you know, Case Keenum has been banged up this week. What's What do the Washington Redskins look like at quarterback this week? Terry McLaurin's been banged up this week. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to think of this game, man. Giants are favored by three. Give me Washington at home without a lot of tape on Daniel Jones. It's, it's in New York. I meant give me New York at home okay. with, with okay. not a lot of tape on Daniel Jones. All right. Speaking of Washington, you know, I talked about FPI and how it kind of put Buffalo right there on the cusp, number 21, being a playoff team. Uh, F- FPI has um, the Miami Dolphins average draft position through – 10,000 simulations at 1.4. The Washington Redskins are second with an average draft position of six. Really? Arizona Cardinals average drafts position 6.1. Cincinnati Bengals average draft position 6.5. So that, first of all, gives you an idea on just how bad the Dolphins are. (laughs) They're 1.4 through 10,000 simulations, and the next closest team is six. But Washington, I was really surprised... The, the the numbers from these simulations uh, give Washington over a 54% chance of having a top five pick, which I think is realistic when you consider they play in a division with the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, and they have to play the uh, NFC North this year. So they have to play the Vikings and the Bears and the Packers and the Lions. Like it's a, it's a really rough – and the Patriots, they got to play the Patriots this year, the Bills this year. This is a tough schedule for Washington all around. Ready to talk about uh, the race for the number one pick? Yeah, we might as well. Yeah, we need to kind of let into it there a little bit. Right. So uh, the indirect, we got to, I mean, go Cowboys, right, Kyle? Go Cowboys. Now, I'm thinking about yeah, the Saints. I, I can't think about that. I keep doing that to myself. You mean go – I mean to say go Panthers, right, Kyle? Go Panthers. Beat, go Panthers this week. Beat the Texans. You could say go Cowboys. We get the, the, the second-round pick from New Orleans. That's fine. I don't, I, that, I don't, that's the pick that every week I've said something about the Saints. Maybe it's just my, my own head about Marcus Davenport. Um, so we got some big ones here, right? We've got the uh, – the Owen, the Dolphins, right? Or the Bengals and Steelers, 0-3, both of them Monday Night Football. Obviously, this is big for if you're a Dolphins fan, you want the Bengals to win this game so that they get a win. But also, it's the double whammy. You get gets Pittsburgh to 0-4 and, and, you know, pushes up that other pick uh, into, you know, even higher up the first round. Yeah, I think it's a safe assumption that, that the Miami pick will be higher than the Pittsburgh pick. Mm-hmm. So let's root for the Bengals and get the Bengals out of the way. Yeah for the number one pick there's legitimately dolphins fans pooping their pants right now because there's like five oh and three teams <laughs> it'll sort itself like, oh out. my god we're not gonna get the first pick oh no, there, there's only one team that's i mean come on these other teams are they're gonna win some games dolphins have the third worst plus yeah. minus point differential in three games in the history of the nfl yeah. and the other two teams were from the 1920s who didn't play in the nfl for more than three years you've got nothing to worry about here um, like everybody calm down. Like, and here's the thing too, Steelers and Bengals play each other twice. Yep. 
right? The Washington Redskins get to play the Giants twice, and they have to play the Dolphins. We talk about the Giants getting two and two, man. That's going to put them out of this conversation. But, I mean, Washington, I think the Giants is a winnable game for Washington at home. Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals, like, everybody relax. They've already got a tie, so they're technically out of the way. Right. Right? 0-15-1 is better than 0-16. Right. The Dolphins have to play the Steelers. Doesn't matter who wins that anyway. So it's this picture will be much clearer in another four weeks. Oh yeah, it's super early, but it all it all counts, right? Of course it does. But there's but there are people losing their minds that that the Dolphins right now sit third in the draft order. Well, the behind good, the Jets and the Bengals, the Dolphins are at home right this week against the uh, Chargers. Um, they are. I mean, it's a game. Chargers got to have it right. They can't get to one and three. This is they're in a Philly situation. And they're going yes. against a team they're better than. And they have a layup. Yeah, I don't know if they cover 15 and a half, but they win the game. I wouldn't be surprised to see Miami start to squeeze some of these spreads a little bit. There's going to be a week where it's like a double digit. And betters are going to get popped. Because Miami will play it close. Miami played Dallas close in the first half. Yeah. Miami left probably between 10 and 13 points on the field in the first half. And went down, to, uh, went in down 10-6. They lost their left tackle, and the pass protection went to hell because you took a rookie guard and Michael Dieter and asked him to play left tackle. Oh, did they really? I know he's played yeah. all the spots, but that's not his NFL position. No. Uh, but they were in a pinch. So they, I mean, they've added three offensive linemen this week. Oh, my God. Are you serious to their active roster? Yeah. Wow. They're a hot mess, man. Eesh. Um, the Jets and 49ers are idle. It seems early. It sucks for the 49ers, right? Like, you've got a ton of momentum. Yeah. You want a, you want a game against Pittsburgh, you honestly had no business winning with five turnovers. Right. And then you got to come out and you got to play the Browns. And imagine if the Browns lose to Baltimore. You can point and say, well, the Browns are just a bad team, but that makes the Browns all the more desperate. Mm-hmm. And then you have to play the Rams in L.A. the following week. So you would have loved if you're San Francisco. Hey, give me a give me a divisional game against the Cardinals week four. Right. I'll take my bye week nine. (laughs) Sure. That's fine. Sure. Please. Yeah. You know, like build that momentum as much as you can. The, The schedule does get favorable for them after those two games against the Browns and 49ers. I just think it's a total buzzkill for them. They play Washington, Carolina, Arizona the next three weeks after that. How about the, but the Arizona game's a road game on Thursday night. How about the Jets? They're sitting at 0-3. They're idle this week. They need their quarterback back. Obviously, I mean, Adam Gase is probably telling them all about the Houston Texans last year. And uh, they come out of this bye week at Philly, against Dallas, and against the Patriots. Uh, yeah. Good luck, <laughs> folks. <laughs> They're going to be 0-6. Yeah, they might be. Uh, never forget Mark Sanchez picked him to start the year 13-2 and this year. Oh, I – Imagine thinking Mark Sanchez had good football takes. Wow. Now they're, they're they, might lose, they might lose. They got the Jaguars game on the road. I know. Week eight. Yeah. No, listen, dude. Like, like their schedule softens up towards the end. But, Owen, I mean, they're not getting out of 0-6. 
And here again, here's we talk about the race for the number one pick. Week 13 and later, the Jets play, who are the Jets are 0-3, play the Bengals, who are 0-3, the Dolphins, who are 0-3, and the Steelers, who are 0-3. And week 11, they played the Redskins, who are 0-3. They play Steel- Dolphins twice. Right, but I'm just saying week 11 yeah, oh, beyond. later, yeah, yeah. they're playing four 0-3 teams <laughs> right now in this game. Like, somebody's going to have to win these football games. We're not going to tie everything. <laughs> Jets, so, man. And again, Adam Gase and his pride, like they'll probably start the year 0-7, and, and then they'll probably finish 5-4. and 4. They may. Things against maybe – I mean, the, shit, dude, they play the Raiders too in the back half of the schedule. Yeah, and that's the – Jet, The Jets are going to be that team that wins like a bunch of bullshit games late in the year, and it salvages Adam Gase's job for another year for optimism because they finish the season strong, beating the Bengals, Dolphins, and Steelers. Right, and then, of course, you play up Sam Darnold being out early in the year. But you know what none of that does? None of that hides who Adam Gase really is, and he was a clown hire for the New York Jets. I am loving the media has turned on him so fast. It's 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 special for me too because I think as a football guy, obviously, I just don't like Adam Gase. But for them to be basking in the Rex Ryan thing that I dealt with, right? Because my team hired Rex yeah. Ryan afterwards. Like, yeah. here you go, guys. There you go. Enjoy. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> we thoroughly hope you enjoy this week's slate of games. I know I will. I know Joe will. I think I speak for all of us, Joe, when I say go Bills this week. Yeah, it feels right. It feels nice having everyone on our side. But I, did you really mean that, Kyle? This week I do. Wow. Fifteen week or fourteen weeks out of the year I do not. But this week I genuinely mean it when I say go Bills. What if I said go Dolphins? Go. No. <laughs> not the time. Huh? I know you'd mean it too. That, yeah. No, not this year, buddy. Go Chargers. Go Bengals, go Cowboys. Uh, if your team was not included in that, my sincere apologies, but you do not impact the direct future of my franchise. So, Draft Dude signing off for the weekend. Come back and see us again next week. Monday, we will recap all of the action in football, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, don't think we have to talk about Thursday. Might preview Monday a little bit. So lots of football to get into. Tuesday's takes on takes. Send your hot takes to at the Joe Marino and at grinding the tape enjoy the week everybody thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube